we're live. And we're live. It's overcast. So we are oh. hoping for some bad weather to really soup up this podcast this Feeling morning. J- we take the energy that's in a storm and we funnel it <laughs> right into our audio capabilities. And I think it's because the energy has left both of us. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is spring break. I mean, spring break. Summer break. What year is it? Uh, I don't know. But my kids are all on summer break. And... Well, we had family in town and uh, got some of them to the airport on Monday. Nice, nice. Got some of them spending time in Myrtle Beach acting crazy. Great. In Perfect. Myrtle Beach. Perfect. Sending pictures. No one ever acts crazy in Myrtle Beach. No, I, I, I think it was actually an odd occurrence over there, what they were doing. But uh, no, they're, they're having a good time. But I, I think, I'll tell you what, I took Monday off. I don't, I don't, normally a day off is kind of a day off, but not really a day off. Oh, I was I was blank. I was blank. The slate was blank on Monday. It, man, it was a big weekend. Yeah, but it but then it, it put me behind the eight ball a little bit. But that's okay. But uh, good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to us. Hey, whenever you're listening on um, Castbox or Spotify or that Buzzsprout or Buzzsprout or Jenga, we can just make up words that we're on <laughs> that's right. that aren't even that's places right. we posted yep. our podcast. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but thanks for tuning in again. Yeah, and we're, we're, we're still, I know some people may be saying, Mike, when are we going to get out of the core? When are we getting out of the core? We got one more week after this, and then we will jump into, what are, what are we calling that? I, I think we're calling it, I've tossed around two different ideas for themes for okay. this. And maybe we can ask all seven of our listeners which one they like better. Uh, also, they, can, yeah. they can do a write-in. Summer blockbusters. Okay, that's not bad. I like that. Summer blockbusters. Yep. This dead air that we're having God right here. Oh, at here the go. drive-in. <laughs> I don't know. I only have one. Summer Blockbuster. So of the two that he has, of really of which there's only one, it sounds like Summer Blockbusters. Or movie Madness. Yeah. I love the idea. I'm, I mean, if, if, if I've seen the movie, I likely have a quote that I can pull from it that I love from that movie. What is it about, guys? We just quote movies. We can quote a movie. Stellar amounts of unimportant information. Locked up inside. Locked up inside. Locked up inside. That's probably what what, um, uh, takes up most of the space where I used to have intellectual stuff. Not just that movie. Well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, but you know, if you you do it correctly, you can have some pretty intellectual stuff from movies, right? Well, and I guess that's where I'm going with it. We're going to take some movies and pull out the qualities that parallel things that either happen in the Bible or a spiritual spiritual thing. Sure. Discipline or... Uh, but meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the core, back at the core. Listen, the core has never been a bore for me. No, so, it hasn't for I, me either. But I, 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 I wonder, good. I wonder if it's just it seems like this lingering thing. I, I remember, and I'm not naming names, but there was a church in uh, in Kannapolis, North Carolina, that had going through going through the book of Matthew verse by verse on their marquee for I am not kidding nine or ten months. Nine or ten months. Now, nine or ten sermons versus nine or ten months is two completely different things. You are birthing a baby by the time that sermon series is over. That does seem like labor. Yeah, that is labor. But, uh, no, we're, we're, uh, we're getting close. I, I will tell you this. I have, run out of, I have run out of the book of Acts. I'm in chapter 27 this week, and it's when Paul is on the boat heading to Jerusalem, or heading to, heading to Caesar, actually, to... to Plead his case, I guess, be the best. So he's way to going put it. to Caesar. At this he's point. going to Caesar. Yeah, and 
on the boat, they run into a storm. And that, and that really led me to the idea of community. Now, why, why community when you're on a boat and you're in a storm? And immediately my thought was sometimes we can't, we can't decide what our community is. Sometimes it is a, a common thread that holds us in the same tension. For instance, the whole earth is a community under the umbrella of COVID, right? The whole earth is a community that has had to, in one way, shape, or form, deal with, follow the media from, or has had some effects of this COVID virus. Whether you, whether you believe it or not, doesn't really matter the fact that it does affect everyone. So therefore... I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, There's okay. been a well, pandemic let me, let me, or something? Let me, yeah, no. <laughs> but no, you're right. The whole... The whole earth has kind of had to, to pull together and come together. And make steps together as a global community, I guess. We had a, yeah. Yeah. So, te- so kind of taking this one step further, I'll go with that boat becomes a community because they're all about one thing, and that is surviving the storm that they're in. Now, it's interesting enough that, that Paul tried to tell them to go, to go a certain way, and they went the way they wanted to. I don't know. There might be a sermon in that mm. where, where God is leading people somewhere, but they decide to go another way. You know, Paul's listening to God, and God says, you need to go this way, but the, the, the Roman uh, officers decide, no, we're going to go the other way, and they run into this horrible storm, a nor'easter, actually, as they call it, which we call them that today. And, you know, just how, how community can kind of come up out of nowhere. We were talking before. Um, I, had to go to, I had to go to Connecticut for something, and this is, this is way back when, when I only, I only had two kids. And, you know, by this point, my youngest is not quite two years old. My oldest is about five, maybe six. And, you know, we're, we're flying from, from North Carolina to Baltimore to Hartford. And we had no problem getting there, no problem whatsoever. We flew in, did all the stuff we needed to do. But on the way home, we get stuck in Baltimore. And, of course, it's not a 4 p.m. flight where it doesn't matter. It's like an 8 p.m. flight that we were supposed to be on that is now showing the plane broke down. And, and we're sitting there, and information's coming as quick as it can, and it's not really that fast. And it got to the point where I guess enough of the passengers were not happy with the, with the people that were there or they didn't have the information. So they didn't start, they didn't hang around there. And so my wife went up, started looking at the computer, started looking at what's going on. And Which I at, think is amazing. Isn't it, I'm, it's, That's amazing. It's, it's just the way it goes. And it, we needed answers. Someone needed to step up. But it came to the point where every time she would walk up there and walk back, it wasn't just me who was looking to her to see what she figured out. Yeah. Everybody kind of gathered around and she's telling them, What's going on? Well, they're refueling this plane. This is the plane we're going to use. And then at one point, one of the flight attendants had come in and said, this is, this is the information we have. This is what we're going to do. And one of the passengers said, no, 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 that's not what we heard. And again, my wife said, no, 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 they're refueling this plane that's out here, and we'll be getting on this plane. It's like one gate down, and we'll be on our way to Raleigh. And the flight attendant looked on the computer and realized that, indeed, that was it. 
and then said, Caroline, do you, do you, <laughs> do you need, need a job? job? Do you need a job? Great career options no, here but, but I at mean, United. But, I mean, you think about how innocent a move that is. You know, there's nobody there. She's just trying to figure out what's going on. And this whole, this whole plane full of people, or plane, not on a plane full of people, become a community because we all have a common interest. We all got to get to Raleigh before it's way, way too late. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, already we're looking at... The young kids. Are yeah, young kids. We're looking at getting home at 1 o'clock in the morning because it was a two-hour drive from where we were to get to where we were going. So even if we got to Raleigh at, like, 11 o'clock, we were still looking at 1 o'clock by the time we'd be walking in the door with two young kids. Well, I think what you're also talking about is when you're... When you're forced into a community where you don't get to handpick the people you're in community with, right? Um, I know that that can be a tough thing. I have amazing stories about places that I've played. I've, you know, I've been playing out since I was a teenager at different places. Or, but one of my funniest stories is I was playing up at the lake, a place that's now shut down, called the Rusty Rudder. It was oh, like a I've, mainstay for us. I have heard many of your Rusty Rudder stories. Oh, Anyways, something was always just interesting happening there. I, just, let's say colorful people, you know, colorful people. Colorful right. people. Right. There was a guy, they called him the Birdman. <laughs> and he would right. walk around with a live parrot on his shoulder. So one day, the parrot just decides to take off while I'm singing, lands on my shoulder... And do you favor the Birdman, or was this? Do you look somewhat like the Birdman, where no, a, a unsuspecting similar parrot? hat? Okay. That, the day of. Okay. Um, bird lands on my shoulder, and everything I sing, it starts talking about what I'm saying. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I was forced into community with the Birdman. Now I have to talk to the Birdman, and That's I cool. even have a picture of this with this bird on oh my, my shoulder goodness. somewhere. That's awesome. Megan was there. Hilarious. But, you know, I've met some interesting people. And, you know, I'm there for a certain amount of time. Much like you're in the airport, you yeah. know, if they said, Jay, you're playing three hours or whatever. I'm there for that amount of sure. time. Sure. And I've got to navigate a bunch of different people, a bunch of different norms, a bunch of different, yeah. you know, but vibes I mean, you, for what they but want. But when you walk into the Rusty Rudder, you know Birdman's going to be there. <laughs> These other people... These other people are going to be there. I'm going to have an interaction with them yes. some way, shape, or form. So okay. when you're in a community like that, either you game up and engage with the community or you shrink from it and say, I'm not staying. I'm not going to deal with the bird on my shoulder. That bird might poop on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. You know? But my, my point is, is that true community happens when we engage. Sure. Because we can't just be – because what if Caroline had not – jumped on the, the like it helped normalize i think it, yeah it brought it brought some of the tension down to, to have some information that readily available but i, I just i keep remembering seeing everybody just kind of like stop what they're doing when she would walk up and just kind of look to her and say you know just get a hey get she's a going to get more information hold on she's got this <laughs> But you know that. But there's something else too, and and this is this is what's going to play out in the message, and it's kind of a it's kind of a tension with communities mm -hmm. that you got to trust God. Yeah, you got to trust God that the situations that you put in, the places that you put, the community that wraps around you. I mean, it's easy to do when it's a church, right? Because then you're around right. family, you you're around thing. friends, yeah. you're around all these people that you want to be around. 
But you have to understand there are going to be times when you are in a community, say in a workspace that you didn't choose, like you get, you get moved to a new workspace and you're with new people, you don't know any of them. That's your community. You've got to trust that God's got your back even in that. And, and, and as the story progresses on, they're, they're in a really, really bad part of the storm. And actually, Paul tells them, look, you leave this boat, you will not make it. But if, you, but if you stay on this boat, you will be fine. And it's really, it's really amazing to think how much we have to trust God sometimes in the community situations that we're in. Because we may not have the same interests as the people in our community. We may, we may not even have the same desires as the people in our community, but we have a common thread. In this case, the people wanted to survive. Now, we know that some of these are Roman citizens, so they're very likely, almost assuredly, not Christian whatsoever, right? Right. Not like-minded people. Right. So, but at the same time, they, by trusting what Paul had to say, by trusting in, in God, you know, kind of by the, you know, by the fact of trusting in what Paul was saying, they survive. Yeah. Now, you read on and you realize, okay, the ship runs aground and they've got a... They've got a spoiler uh, alert. The ship runs aground. Okay. The ship runs aground, and they got to figure out what they're going to do on whatever island they're on. They don't know what island they're on, and they've got all these prisoners with them. And some of the officers say, "Hey, look, we don't need to not only survive and take care of prisoners. Let's just kill them all." So, so the story takes a really weird turn. I don't. I mean, it's just I'm telling you this to know that. What God says carries on even after the storm, mm. okay? Because then... There's a the, lesson in the storm, and then we right, get... The there's a lesson way. in the storm, and then when they get on the outside of it, you see where the transformation comes, because mm. the centurion, and we know what a centurion is, right? Yeah. That is someone who is in charge of 100 people or, or 100, whatever the... That's why, where we get century and all that stuff. He's the one in charge, and he says, you know what? Let's let them live. And the ones that could swim, he sends them across. The ones that can't swim, he finds pieces of the boat to have them hold on to and come ashore. And to me, to me, and, and, and you know, I, I may or may not be laughed out, of, laughed out of theology school on this one, but that guy's mind was changed. Hmm. Because any other time that they were in a situation like this, and you have to understand, it's muscle memory. You get into a storm, and you live on a boat, and you... You know what you do. This is what you do. If you can't steer into the storm and get through the waves, then you ha- and you have to let the storm take you. You, the only thing you know how to do is batten it down the best way you know how, and hope for the best. Well, in this case, the centurion goes beyond what would be the normal way of doing things and is transformed, at least to the point of understanding that God had to have some bearing on the fact of where they are. And the situation that they're in, that they they lived, and the 276 people that were on that boat survived. He had to have kind of some sort of an epiphany, right? Yeah, because Paul's tied in. Yeah, Paul, Paul's, Paul's listening to yeah, spirit. Paul's listening to spirit. Paul's telling them what they need to do. Don't kill the guy that kept you alive. Don't kill the guy that saved your life. And that, to me, that says he's got to consider what Paul is saying is bigger than just Paul trying to be the one in charge, yeah. right? So, and thus extends mercy, right? Because a soldier like that's like, ah, just kill him. One right. thing to worry about. Well, I mean, about. it, it, it yeah. meant it. It Especially was those times. like I said, muscle memory. This yeah. is what you do if if your boat breaks down, if your boat runs aground, whatever it is. 
they're throwing stuff off the boat to make the boat lighter. Yeah. Well, what, what more does it say to just kill the prisoners that would be prisoner that wouldn't be, be dead weight anyway? Yeah. You know? And I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I look at that as, you know, trusting God in the communities that we're put in, trusting God in the situations that we're put in. So that when, when these moments come up, maybe these are moments where someone else's life might be transformed. Not because, not because of anything you did, right? You know, oh, yeah. last week, the, the, the word that kept, that kept for me, kept the whole thing together, is that our, our, our Christian boldness is not based on what we can endure. It's based on what God delivers us from. Mm. So our, our story is not what I was able to do. It's what God delivered me from. Right. Yeah. So, so when this when this story is told, this is not this is not Paul directing this ship to do the right things. This is Paul listening to God and giving God the glory that he was spared being cast out into sea when the boat when the boat just destroys in the storm, and also probably Paul giving some thanks that he was not killed after the ship actually does run aground and they are trying to work out their next steps and prisoners don't really fall into what their next steps are. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, no, I get that. And, and I think what also what you're saying too is, is, is be open to share God's plan in those situations. Yeah. You know, yeah. be, I, what speaks out to me that he's the one saying, we're going to get through this, you know, and, and that wisdom comes from that relationship that the communion, the communion that you have with the Holy Spirit, sure, sure. you can then impart to the community. Well, I mean, he goes, he goes on to after after the part that's for the message today, where they're pretty much just stuck in the storm. When you realize they're gonna they're gonna make it, he says, "Look, folks, you guys got to eat. You've not eaten in so much time. You, you know, he's he's not he's taking he's taking care of the community because he knows what's going to be happening because God has pretty much revealed to him." You know, you're going to make it, but things, you are going to run aground. Yeah. That's what verse 26, I think, says. Uh, you, we will, you know, he tells them, we will run aground. And then they're, they're fighting the storm. They, they put their anchors out to try and just slow the ship from, from trouble and eventually have to, have to just let the ship go. And it does hit a sandbar, and they do stop, and they're, they're all saved in that moment. And, I, you know, you, you just think... Wow, God is God is good to people who love Him, who trust Him. Uh, even some people who trust Him and don't even know who or what or why they're trusting. Mm-hmm. They just simply trust, and you know, maybe maybe we can be that. Well, that, yeah, and you know, what speaks to me too is how many times have I wanted to jump out of the boat and abandon the boat and choose my own? Sure. Even though when I've had someone pointing me saying, "No, Jay, you know." God's telling me it's going to yeah. be okay, and I've wanted to jump out of the boat well, and, and go my own way. And that's a huge—that's the huge problem that that Christians see. You know, the the people that the people that have no no inkling of who God is. This is I'm getting off this thing before I'm killed on it. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Christian has to see this as God says He's going to take care of me. I've got to be willing to. Wait, watch, and hope, and do all these things because God will do what He says He's going to do. And that, you know, that to me is that's faith. Is, yeah, that's it's faith and trust. And but in, in terms of community, you've got to have that background 
you know, uh, I mean, a church is a great example. We, we have faith in Christ, and that's what brings us together. We all have faith in Christ. So at 10 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, we come and we share our faith in Christ. We come and we sing about our faith in Christ. We come and we hear about what God is doing to, to expand our faith in Christ. But when you're in a community that is not overly Christian or when you're in a community that is trying to survive or your, your workplace is your community, you become, you become the Paul in that situation, right? Yeah. You, you become the one that tries to, and, you know, shout out to our friend Paul who works, works in the bank, who is oftentimes the guy that people come and, and ask these difficult questions or, or stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of what happens. That's, we shouldn't be afraid of that role either, right? Uh, the trust that we have is, 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 on, is in someone who's way bigger than the problems that could ever come up. So when those options or when those moments come up for someone else, we should really be able to just, I don't want to say sit back and relax, but at least take courage in the fact that God will deliver, right? Yeah, and we kind of, you know, I've been posting some of the other podcasts on Spotify, shameless plug. Um, nice. And I... We point to that a lot, that we have, we have something bigger than ourselves. And I think sometimes we think that we're supposed to have all the answers. That, but what really is just letting yourself be in those situations and then saying, okay, I'm going to trust that God's going to give me the words. Sure. Um, the, that God's going to help lead me. And, and also in the midst of, I mean, sometimes we talk about it too, that someone will come up and say, uh, you know, that something we said years ago really spoke to them. We're like, I wasn't even trying to be led at that point. It <laughs> yeah. was like a subconscious God moment. That's right, know? yeah. But those oh, absolutely, yeah. Because we're dialed in, that just, and to me, that just shows evidence how God uses us when we might be oblivious. Oh, sure. Just because, so how much more is he going to be in that moment if you ask him to be? Sure. You know, when we're more conscious about yeah. it. But yeah, so that, that resounds with me really well also there's god flipping the script normally we're supposed to get out of the boat and walk on water to meet jesus but exactly right this is not this is not a get out of the boat and do <laughs> something miraculous this moment. is stay in the boat and be a part of something miraculous yeah. stay in community stay in the boat and yeah. i think that even applies to us you know as, as we reopen again you know remembering what it means to be in that boat together yeah you're right do you think? Do you think people do? Do you think people do that enough? I mean, I have I don't, or have we? I don't, I don't know. You know what? Why don't we turn the heat up a little bit? Let's do it. I, I think I think we have forgotten that. I think a lot of us have gotten out of the boat at this point, and we're thinking we can swim. We're thinking we can we can make it work our way. And I want to, you know, I just want to throw out there again that we are much better when we're together. We are we're much uh, a much stronger unit when we are unified. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I guess that's why I, I pick community as the second to last thing that we're talking about because really we're going to find our strength not in what we can individually do, but as a community, what we can do. And and we're gonna and if we're if we're strong in our church community, that means when we are thrust into the communities that we don't necessarily feel welcome or accustomed to, or a part of, because they're way different than we are, because they're whatever, 
we still have the grounding, we still have the centering of Christ in our life that makes us that kind of a voice in that community, which can have that transformation like we see with the centurion, where, where, where it seems like I made it through hell only to be destroyed after the fact. Right. And, and instead, God, God uses someone completely unsympathetic to the situation to do something completely sympathetic to the situation. When I kind of like, you know, I kind of like metaphors a lot. I kinda no like way. The, I kind of like the metaphor that they dropped anchors to hold themselves through the storm. And, you know, we've got to have that anchor in our faith. We've got to. Sure. When the waves come and the storms come, which they surely will. Yep. Again and again and again. Yep. Drop anchor. Stay yep. in the boat. Um, because I think, you know, and this is what we always try to do when we go on. Like, it felt so good to go on a youth retreat finally after 15 months, right? After yeah. canceling. Oh, no, that three. was that was a really good time. And. Yep. I remember looking at everybody. We're just cracking jokes, and everybody's just there, um, you know, worshiping God and stuff. But I just, just having that sense of community made me remember how essential it is to our yeah. faith and yeah. how essential it is to the faith of our students. But that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think we need to be reminded. Well, but, uh, you know, going back to what you just said about the lives of our students, I think— I think of all those that are going off to college that will be yeah. in new communities that were, if they do not have a foundation, they are, they are ripe for the picking for something completely different. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, I, I would say we probably are thrust into communities that we don't necessarily feel like we belong more often than we want to admit. But if we are willing to trust in God, that God has got our back through whatever situation that we're in, then I think we can, we can manage and even thrive in it. I mean, here's a guy, here's a guy who's pretty much sure he's, he's, his life has pretty much left his, his welfare has left his control. You know, all the people that are, that are moving him from place to place could just as easily kill him where he stands because he's become a nuisance or whatever that, whatever the case may be. And, Little or no, little or no, stink would be made about it. Yeah. So his life, his life is very expendable. Paul's life is very expendable. Let me give the his name. Paul's life is very expendable, but at the same time, he has a boldness that's, uh, you know, invincible. Yeah. What if we tapped into that? You know. Because then every time we walk into a community where we don't belong or feel like we don't belong, we may have the same situation like Caroline did, where we are the voice that the people are listen, wanting to listen to. Why is it? Because of the assurance we have, because of the confidence we have, because we have a computer with the information about the flights that are coming in that nobody else seems to want to get up and check out. <laughs> I don't know. Right. We are emboldened because we have a greater knowledge that is right. not just based in ourselves. Right. Great. Well, I think that's a good place to stop this week. Um, so come Sunday, graduation Sunday this week. Yeah, our grads. Super excited for all of our grads. Yeah. So, Chancy, I'm just sorry about the baby pictures if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, have a great week and think about ways that you maybe you feel like you're out of the boat. Yeah. Right now, where are you at in the story? Are you in the boat? Are you trusting what God is saying? Yeah. Are you? Are you, are you trying to get off the boat because you think this is too foreign to what I'm used to? 
Whereas you may be the only light on that boat. You may be the only person that has something that is worth keeping you from crashing. That's something really to swim through this week before we see you. Oh, dear. Pardon me while I vomit. That's something to go a little bit deeper on before we see Sunday. Have you hit stop yet? You have. No, I haven't. You have. I really feel like <laughs> oh, no, no. this has been a very fluid conversation. Oh. Do you have any idea what a migraine looks like? Because mm-hmm. I feel like one's coming on. Well, I don't in know that what case, it is. we'll end the podcast. Have a great week. Have a great week. God bless.